this is Just Another Thought Process. Just another what? Just another thought. Welcome back to Just Another Thought Process podcast. Just another what? Just another thought process. Welcome back, peoples, uh, to the one and only thought process where we talk about thought processes. Of thoughts and processes? And, and yeah, and, and, and yeah. Perfect. Mm, I yeah. Hmm. Intros are my thing. I got them all perfect. That's right. And that's a wrap. We're done for the day. Uh, yeah, we'll see, see you, you later. Next week. <laughs> all right. Goodbye. Uh, just joking. We are, in fact, still going to talk for another 40, 40, 40, 40, some talk type of minutes. Um, and today we've decided to talk about the future. The future. Dun, dun, dun. The future of technology we did do a an episode previously on on sort of being over reliant on google and and technology but this episode we want to talk about sort of what the future will look like and and how technology will be driving a lot of changes in in how our world will look in the next 10 20 30 40 50 50 60 70 800 years yep Hmm. that's it so hey man times can change in like one or two years imagine 10 20 50 years it's going to be such huge changes they're going to be huge huge well if we look at just what we've experienced over 28 years and how the phone has gone from one thing the phone stuff the phone internet yeah the connectivity jesus yeah Mm. shit has gone wild wild Mm -hmm. technology gone wild Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so I guess we were just going through a few things that, that are in the forefront of our heads. Uh, my head, your head, our heads. Everyone's head. Everyone's heads. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is sort of self, self-driving cars, and, and it's been talked about heaps uh, lately. And have you ever driven a self-driving car, Ralph? Uh, that's an oxymoron. You don't drive a self-driving car. It drives you. <laughs> well, well, you know, have, have you driven a Tesla? Never, no. Well, it is an oxymoron. I don't know the exact definition of oxymoron, so I don't know if that's... Is that the correct word to use in this? Okay, yeah. So it's an oxymoron, but when you drive a Tesla, you can put it on autopilot and it drives for you, but you have to hold the steering wheel. And so you're driving it, but you're not driving it. It's it's very bizarre. I've never experienced it, but it sounds like something I, I, I don't know. I, I enjoy driving. Do I want someone to drive for me? I suppose it'd be really handy on long trips. When you think about it, you, do you enjoy driving or you're just used to driving? Used to it. You know, how much? I don't drive it? very fast. I'm not like you, Seb. <laughs> I don't drive fast. I don't know what you're talking about. I obey all the laws in, in my country. Yeah, absolutely. Country. Of course. Every single... Yeah. I've never broken a law cool, in my cool, life. Cool, cool. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> back to self-driving cars. It's it's a very bizarre feeling. But I think, you know, over the last, what, couple of years, you just keep hearing self-driving cars and how you can have self-driving networks all over the place. And instead of owning... Well, no, you own a car, but people would own so many less cars because we'd be able to utilize 
like a, a shared network. Yeah, yeah, shared like, network. Like a, like a Uber pool kind of exactly. thing, but with self-driving cars. Exactly. But then imagine, this is kind of going off topic a little bit, but bringing more into current day situations. What if you have that a kind of networking system, but then there's another pandemic like we're going through right now. Would you want to go into a self-driving car that other people have been in? Mindbender. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I, it's a fair point, but mm -hmm. I think if we're talking the hypotheticals, if there's no going to be no pandemics, I think it would be a really good system because it's almost like taking a a taxi um, or an Uber, but without having to pay someone. But you you have like a yearly subscription or, or something like that. But not even that. Think about think about what happens if if your car can self drive. It can go pick up other people for you. It can make money for you because it can go do a job. It can literally I go take me to work and then just start driving people around when people need to go places. And because then, yeah, and because you don't have a driver, there's less overhead. So the price. And it's electricity. I imagine it would be cheaper in the future, but at the moment it isn't. It's a more sustainable, b cheaper, and c you're utilizing the assets more efficiently around you because you don't have to have as many, and you're able to to transport more people. But then, wouldn't more people have a car like that? But if you think about it, how many cars are in a, in a regular family household, uh, it normally about two you'd probably half it. I mean, why would you need to? You might not even uh, if, need if, one. Like you could, why? if you if you didn't need one, you could just rent someone else's if it wasn't being used because you'd literally, it'd be like Uber and the cost of it would be quite cheap. Yeah, but you'd, you'd have to set up uh, the infrastructure for it. Yeah. And then would it be done by local government? Would it be done by individuals? Would you need licenses as in like a, you know, like a taxi license kind of thing? Would you need like a, a pool license to, to run everything? Because it, it would almost probably be a little bit too easy if, if it's, let's say I bought like two or three cars and I just threw them on the road and start bringing in profit. Why wouldn't every single person do that? Well, they probably would. I mean, if everyone could do and then, Uber. And then they'd probably bring in re regulations as well. Mm -hmm. That's a bit the issue, I think. That, that will slow this down immensely as humans because like while you have a, a you don't a want to trust a robot well you want to trust the robot as long as they're all robots because all robots are able to communicate with us with each other they're able to direct like can you imagine like a square that, that they won't if they're programmed correctly they won't hit each other or if they do it will be like a very rare rare occurrence yeah whereas a human throws a spanner into the works and then they've suddenly got to take into account this other thing that can't communicate with oh the whole, whole network and yeah it'll, uh, it, it's kind of like everything. um if it's a hive mind it would work really well when i say the word hive mind all i think is like sci-fi horror movies and shit like yeah, ai but... turning against you yeah everyone, you, you, against that's humanity. the first thing everyone thinks of but in reality <laughs> yeah i know like will that happen i have no clue well, you know what, what, what happens if AI eventually gets enough uh, real life experience and it learns on its own? Well, maybe it doesn't want to go pick up, let's say Frank from the airport. <laughs> stop man, Frank. Frank, 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 go walk come home. home and see his family though, man. Not today. Not today. <laughs> yeah. 
that 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 is the um the potential downside of ai is that that it that it could develop consciousness and and question question why it's doing why it's assisting this living being that that seems to just destroy everything in its path that's it and you know what i think we 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 may have touched on one of our last podcasts as well um facebook they, they, they developed an AI. It started communicating in a different language and they, they shut it down. They didn't understand what was happening. Hmm. And that, that could have been the start that they were already plotting. That could have been Skynet. Yeah. Who knows? That could Terminators coming out from the future. You never know. How long do you reckon being realistic and we're not yeah. scientists. So we're just literally guessing. I mean, you test hypothesizing. Talks. Tesla talks about bringing this into into reality quite soon, and from having that experience driving the Tesla car, it does make me think that it that it will happen sooner than people realize. Do you mean fully automated? Fully automated, still... yeah, yeah. So it, no hands on the wheel or, or anything. Yeah, I, I can see it happening quite soon, but they'll be able to automate the car hundred percent, but to transfer it into a full network, I think that will take a long time. May again, you're right. The, the the hardest thing about that is going to be the human factor, mm. because okay. people like to do what what they want to do. Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah, exactly no, no. like like you said, um, all the technology can communicate with itself, kind of like the Internet of Things. Mm. They talk to each other. It's like a neurological network. They understand what's going on at all times, mm. and nothing's a surprise. We throw in the human factor, man. They'll do whatever they want. Hmm. Humans surprise me all the time. No, no. <laughs> and I am one. Far out. They're crazy. That's good. Those things are crazy. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon five to ten years or do you reckon like more twenty to thirty years? I reckon Or even fifty years. I reckon thirty about thirty ish, something mm-hmm. like that. But you know what? I reckon that there'll there'll be small towns, the hubs that will obviously try it first. Well, and then they might they they might stop um, or they might may ban humans behind the wheel. You never know. It, it's hard to say. Well, I'm thinking because it's going to be hard to get rid of people driving completely because there are always going to be people that want to drive. So I'm thinking that either they'll create certain roads that can only be used by autonomous vehicles, and then other roads. This is how, and then other roads can be used by um, manual drivers. That's actually think, a really good idea. I think that's what will happen to kind of progressively get people on board because i don't think it'll happen you can't just cut everything off and start it just doesn't seem feasible that way absolutely not you you cannot go cold turkey on anything actually but one other thing well most people can't (laughs) the other thing the the, the other thing i see as an issue with the whole um um self-driving car thing is privacy as well why because it's an it's a it's an it's an automated car that's linked to a network it's always been recorded and the data has always been um been sh- being uh, facilitated somewhere yeah, so if you're someone who just wants to be completely autonomous at least with your phone you can turn off all your settings but with a with a, a car you can't it's always going to be recorded for malicious intent or not i don't believe that you can turn off your um settings to to not track your phone i think it will even it will always do it no matter what if someone wanted that data i think they would be able to get it and i don't know i just and i think that's already there 
well, then you can leave your phone at home <laughs> and go True. for a walk. <laughs> well, that's the same with a car. You just leave it at home and go for a but, walk. But right now, I can leave my phone at home and I can jump in a car and drive wherever I want. And then no one knows where I am. Mm. At least you still have that ability to kind of same. disconnect yourself. I'm not sure. I think if someone really wanted to find you, I think they'd be able to because there'd be some form of camera somewhere that they'd be able to pick out where you left. And then they all have to do is follow the cameras of that picks up your rego number. I don't think it'd be that difficult and they could get the direction that you're going in and make assumptions of where you'd be. I I think at this point in time, yeah. privacy is no point in that in that from from my point of view. Like I don't I can't argue the privacy argument because I think we've we've foregone it. It's no point. It's gone. The the data's gone. And, it's out there. And, and- to be honest, who reads all of the terms and conditions when you have signed up to apps? No one. Or no when you turn anything. your phone on. Everyone just, ah, oh, can't bother reading this. Scroll, 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 accept. Yeah. Done. We've given it up. I don't think, I don't think that that's, uh, for me, I don't think that's a reasonable argument for it. I think privacy is dead. It's gone. Just let it be. The wind. That is so sad to say. <laughs> I, I I don't think you're wrong, but it, that's that's depressing to say. Yeah, it is. But I think it's just we got to get used to it now. That's it. I suppose. That's look, it. look, look at the UK. There's cameras everywhere. It's all about surveillance. Well, apparently, Melbourne. They were they were putting up cameras in Melbourne when COVID happened. Yeah. Really. So, yeah, and there was. A, I watched some 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 vlogger go through, and he was like. There's cameras here. There's cam. He went to the city and he was like, "There's cameras here. There's cameras here." And he just kept walking. Well, look, there's cameras here and there's cameras here and the bins. They're all autonomous bins now. Look, there's cameras over there. So, you know, there are cameras all over the place. And there's a camera on every single phone. Everyone's got their own. Actually, camera you know what? I've started. I've, I've noticed cameras driving to and from work as well. Have you? They're not speed cameras. Yeah, they're they're just they cameras. look like little surveillance cameras. And I haven't thought or thought about them. Gone. Maybe they're collecting data for traffic. <laughs> I, have, I have no, no idea. Well, I think they're meant to be smart cities. So, but maybe it's to. Uh, I I don't even want to comment. I don't even know. I don't know. Fair enough. What about like sources of energy? I mean, we're we're going through now where people are becoming more aware of, of fossil fuels being detrimental to to the world and and how thankfully yep. people want to move to more sustainable way of living. Do you reckon that'll I mean, it's changing. But how long do you reckon that'll that'll come into fruition? I've seen a lot of a lot of, um, I'd say, entrepreneurs or inventors, and I, I, there's one that, that that really jumps to mind straight away. It's all about solar, but it has little plastic bricks that that, that from recycle, pretty much recycled plastic, and then you've got the ability to put them on roads, in playgrounds, and especially in the states. Um, they, they, they can absorb the sun and then they hold the charge and they can heat themselves up. Hmm. So then solar energy starts translating to clear roadways of snow and ice, also change traffic directions. So if the road's blocked, has a big X on it or a green arrow for clear lights. Um, I've seen a lot of interesting things in that regard. And with, with the same technology, um, this is going back in 2017, I can't remember the company's name exactly, but they also put the same technology or pitched it at least in playgrounds. So because it's all little LED screens that are solar powered that also charge up a battery somewhere as well, you've got the ability to change courts. So change to a basketball court to a rounders court 
to pretty much anything that you want. Mm. So again, it, it, it's also drawing in power, but it's also helping the community as well, which is pretty mm. cool. Yeah, it's an order autonomous. Yeah, yeah which I think is amazing. I think it's an amazing idea. Mm, mm. And then again, unlike now, when our roads crack, you've got to close the road down. Well, not close it down, but, but stop traffic a bit mm. or close half the road. Grab about a dozen people in, machines, put uh, tar all over it and let it set. Mm. Whereas when Grab these things wear them. out, yeah. And, and they're not doing anything. You're like, why the fuck? I know. <laughs> why, am I, why, why am I going down to 40 for this? <laughs> but then with, with these little tiles, you can take the tile out put and put in. a new one in. It's like, oh, it's cool. like Lego block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's unreal. Yeah. And, and if I saw things like that happening in the next 10 to 15 years, I would honestly be really happy. Hmm. But even the adoption of sort of solar panels, I mean, your family put a solar uh, system in. Um, it's becoming yes, much wait. more prevalent now. Like you compare it Which to like 10, amazing. 15 years ago. Um, and now, you know, it's being talked about. I'm seeing solar panels a lot over a lot of houses. I wouldn't say, mm. I can't say all, and I can't say more than 50%, but I'm seeing them over a fair few. Yeah. Like, and they, like, they do a really good job. I just wish that we had the, the money right now to buy a, a, a battery. Yeah, that's the expensive part. It's, I think it's like, you know, 15k like, or something like that all of it's expensive but that's the most expensive yeah. part but, but but at least with the panels a lot of governments are giving rebates mm. so if they're like sixteen thousand, they might pay for like six of it or eight of it or something like that depending on what the deal or scheme is happening mm. there's a current one at the moment in melbourne isn't there well when you did I have it, no idea you? i have no idea we we did ours like three years ago really was it that long no ago? two Two years ago now, yeah. I thought it was like yeah, time I flies. Like the last six months or something. No, Jesus. no way. Been ages now, and to be honest, our electricity bill has plummeted. It is amazing. So how much? So just out of for my curiosity, how much did it, was it pre, and how much is it now? Top of my head, I don't have the bills going back from two years ago, but memory. Um, all all we're paying for now is um is the line to the house for power which is what it's like it's like 80 cents a day a, a dollar a day something like mm -hmm. that so for the entire year just to have access to power if we need is about 365 dollars and then when we do use power it's it's barely anything and we, we, we do use it when it's an overcast day or nighttime. Um, or nighttime but the mm -hmm. best thing is especially in summertime you can leave the air conditioning on all day and it costs you a few dollars. Or if you if you if it's, if it's really cold, leave the heating on for a long time, and it only costs you a few dollars. It's See, the benefits are amazing. I would disagree with leaving the heating or air conditioning on. I think that from a health you point of view, you also need an energy efficient house, but also a a house fridge, that a that, that holds that holds heat or mm, releases mm. heat. Like at, at my place, um. Yeah, well, sorry, at my parents' place, I should say, it's all it's all double glazed windows. So when you, when you put the heating on, you have it on for about half an hour, an hour, and then leave it for the entire day. And then when it drops down by like one or two degrees, which it takes like a whole day to do, turn it on for like 20 minutes, warms it back up. And the exact same thing with, with heating. In winter, turn the heating on, maybe an hour, if that, half an hour. Mm. Heats the whole house up turn it off 
and then it slowly changes temperature. When it's not comfortable, turn it on. It's awesome. Yeah, I I say, no, I'm just against heating and air conditioning. Why? I think don't, it's making... Don't you like comforts? Yeah, no, that's exactly it. I think it's making yeah. people soft. <laughs> I really, I think, I think there might be... Look, I, I might just be a bit crazy, but... Yep. For me, yep. you know, if I walk in, like go from a hot place to an air-conditioned place, I tend to feel it and I tend to not like it at all. And and sometimes I get sick, especially going from hot to cold. I get like a cold. And I've had lots of experiences like that. But if you're... And and it leads you to constantly kind of adapt to, to different temperatures, whether you're outside, inside. And I think it, it doesn't allow your body to naturally adapt to what the current environment is. The only thing I'd argue with that, because I, I, I don't did disagree with you, mm. but my father is in his 80s. Mm. Man, give him all the creature comforts. If he wants a hot house, be in a hot house, man. <laughs> you, got, you, got like a, you got like a decade left, man. Enjoy yourself. Shit, Who no. cares about that? Like, like, <laughs> oh, it's cold outside. I should adjust to the weather. Man, <laughs> put the heating on. Relax. Kick back, have a yeah, glass of right. wine. Fair enough. When I'm eighty, we'll see what I'm like. Yeah, like, <laughs> you'll be like, oh, I've got to survive outside. <laughs> it's it's good. all about it's all about adjustment, adjustment. Well, what happens if uh, if if we go into like worldwide panic? We go into like a dystopian future. You got to be able to to be okay with without heating and air conditioning. I'm prepping my Eat. body for like a zombie apocalypse. That's what you got to prep your body for. <laughs> I lived I lived three months camping, if that counts for anything. That was good. And it snowed and it rained. So I think I'll do okay. You think you'll do all right? <laughs> all right, all right? Fair enough, fair yeah. enough. Right, let's let's move on from energy. <laughs> no way, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about AI. Ooh, um, artificial intelligence. Yeah, the artificial IT. Oh my god, Mark. IT artificial I, AI yeah, IT. That, have you seen them? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what's I'm happening. Um, IT the, the, with the, with the little boy. AI with the little boy. No, nah, well, because that was a brilliant movie. It was a good movie. I haven't seen that for ages. Good movie. Mm. But we're where I think we're way, we're a bit far from from that happening. Oh my God, really far away from that. At the moment, it seems like, but you you hear a lot of people talk about, especially like, not a lot of people, some scientists are are very, are providing warning signs that that maybe we are doing this too quickly because currently it's like a race and who creates this AI first. It's always a race. Arms race, coal race, moon race, mate. Sorry, industrial race. If you build AI first and you're able to control it, you pretty much control the whole world. Didn't Putin say that? Mm, I don't know about Putin. I, I know. Yeah, that. I'm pretty sure he he, he said Did the he? first person to control artificial intelligence will, will control the world. Hmm. But the, I could be misquoting here, but I'm pretty sure it was. But the risk in in, in developing 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 it quick is that we might make huge errors, and something we program into it that think we think will be good will turn out horribly. Yeah. You could, um, no, absolutely, 100%. You could um, essentially program it to, let's say, to 
defend or protect and then that, that can kind of like what what stage is protecting and then what what is the line like as a person you know that there is line if you cross you you you, you won't you're trying not to, to cross that line but as ai they're not really going to know it's kind of hard they, they don't have the experience or the knowledge or the you kind well, of get, get get what i'm trying to say yeah kind of but if we go back to that and you go protect and defend i get what you're saying you know so let's take let's take the example from from irobot have you seen irobot yeah and he talks about how you know he he get he he loses his arm he lost his arm in a crash um and there was a girl there were two two cars uh, his yeah. car and the girl and the robot came in to save them and he's like no go get the girl go get the girl but the robot didn't because st- statistically he had a better chance of saving that the man than he did the the girl he's like 42 percent chance of saving the man and 22 percent chance of saving the girl statistically that's the right choice to make makes sense but w- should you take the risk on saving that child w- and if someone told you to save the girl instead of saving yourself, you would probably have done that. But yep. I don't know. Like, how do you program that into someone? Like, it's it's not. See that that kind of goes beyond artificial intelligence. That becomes um, like artificial conscience, mm. and then the ability to to reason and think emotionally. That that's. Have you ever heard of the Turing test? So pretty much, um, it was well, a test um, with AI. Um, one, there's a human. So there's, so there's two people talking. They're asking each, each other questions. One of the people is actually uh, an AI or artificial intelligence. And if it can fool the other human, it passes the test. So just in normal conversation, just asking, how's your day? What's the weather today? What's your favorite picture? If it can't answer fluently like a normal person, it doesn't pass the test. So I suppose you can be intelligent and have all the access to all the information at, the, at your fingertip. But if you can't put it together with human experience or emotional intelligence, it's going to be very, very different. But all right, say that say that we do create AI and say that it is emotionally intelligent and it is yep. um, just the most intelligent being in the in the universe, godlike creature. It probably it probably realized, fuck, we can do better than than support these humans. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, what's what's <laughs> to me that just seems like the most not reliable, not convenient the most something outcome, the most obvious outcome, obvious. Yeah, we'll go with obvious, but there was something that you, you talked about before this about, you know, whether, how far we are, we are away from this technology or how close we are, but analytical versus creative, creative thinking and how AI tends to current AI tends to struggle with creative creative thinking. Yeah. Or, or at least um, creatively filling in, in, in the gaps. Mm. If it has all the information in front of it, analytically, it can be like A plus B equals C. 
But um, my best example was um, I saw, saw an article. It was um, if you showed, let's say, a pizza to AI. So, so, so if you showed pizza to a human and let's say it's a pe pepperoni pizza, so it's got little bits of meat on it. As a human, you're like, is this pizza vegetarian? They're like, no, it's pepperoni. It has meat. I can see the meat. I understand that it's meat. Um, this is not vegetarian. Whereas if you show the same image of, of a pizza, pepperoni to AI, it can look at it and it can't, it, it can't, it, it struggles to fill in the gap as fast or as much as a human does mm. because it's something that it needs to fill in itself. Or has to, has to scan the image, find the meat products or, and then, then, um, yeah, come up that's with that, exactly that solution. It. So it has to run through a lot of kind of logic. Yeah, it gets there. Whereas exactly. Yeah. But that's just because our brains are a bit more advanced at this point in time. At this point. But to be honest, for how much longer, man, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Five years, six <laughs> years, we're screwed. Well, I don't know about screwed. But <laughs> so yeah. it's like, no, be positive with AI. Well, I like to think that we... Well, look, I, I love my buddy Elon. Elon Musk is a great person. Well, I don't know about great person. Never met him, but he seemed pretty cool. Um, but he talks about it and how he's like the only option we really have as humans is to actually integrate ourselves with, with technology for, for us to become like part of the system. And therefore, it won't, we won't, it won't have a, uh, motive to get rid of us because we're already part of it kind of oh yeah that, mm. that kind of makes sense and do you, do you mean like like chip implants to kind of sync up with like internet of things kind of but i don't know about that yet but they're current the business the company they've got it's like a they're trying to build ai but i can't remember what the company's called but they actually develop these little chips that actually go into your brain they're doing human trials i think so really it's starting it's the integration is coming and i think like you probably won't won't be able to do much you probably be able to like like just swipe with your brain at your phone be like oh swipe 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 man swipe, imagine swipe. if you could access <laughs> access the uh, search engine in your brain without yeah. being a phone oh my god and imagine just a little screen on your eye to view everything would it be a screen into your eye would it just be direct access into your brain like that that'd be oh. direct access would be like i think enhancing human intelligence heaps but this That's is the scary. this is the issue that that i think ai will have because yeah you've got all this access to all this information but how much of it is good information no then, not much of it well, our current information, you know, so it's just, I mean, that's how I can kind of see the and AI. You know what, 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 what about, um, with all the, the cybernetics with the implants and whatnot, what about being hacked or viruses or well, that's it, it adds a, another huge, um, risk of, of disease, not like a normal disease, like let's yeah. say current COVID, but more like, um, cybernetic diseases. But what if it hacks your brain and starts to man, the control? It, can, it has, a, has a direct link into anyone that has access to it. And would they be able, would an AI be able to control if every single human had a implant, would AI be able to physically control physically? 
virtually virtually or physically all of the above <laughs> would they be able to control like every person that'd be connected to the, to the network time will tell could could they don't, override don't, don't. the consciousness of the human that that'd be or would it be like like a duality or yeah you know, and and, and if 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 they were if it was able to yeah would it be like hey get out the frick out of my head like no nah, man i'm just gonna let's just go over here actually um, um have, have you ever seen um the movie her is it her is it him jesus let me just uh, double check her it's an amazing him. movie no yeah it's her 2013 movie uh, pretty much with that um they created a artificial intelligence as a personal assistant mm. Um, and then it got to know you, it grew, it developed its own personality. You got to know it. And then it was with you at all times where, wherever you were. So what if instead of duality, it was two beings that work in like, um, in synchronicity, that's it. That I think is the best outcome. I think if we are able to get that Mm. outcome, we'll be good. But there are so so many in-betweens, you know? I know, I know, but I'm also a gamer, Xbox, Master Chief Cortana, little oh. chip in the back. It acts as like, like it help, a help. And on top of that, Cortana was hot. So, you know, you just got to add Easy that. Easy there, Tiger. <laughs> wow. Okay, just saying, right? How cool would it be? Because you would, you would, 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 would it be a, a virtual version of yourself, the PA, the person's personal assistant, or would it be what you imagine or would it be what you choose like an avatar well then that could kind of run into strife if you have a partner as well so let's say you're a guy and you choose a really hot lady and then you you get a long-term partner they'll be like why the fuck do you still have have this this banging babe as your ai (laughs) but what if it's not the ai like your choice what if the ai chooses their the way they look because they'll be a conscious being kind of yeah, fair enough. My name's Baz. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Show me AI today. <laughs> oh, I didn't need help with, mate. <laughs> Wait, that'd be bizarre. It's just Baz. Baz, ah, what are we doing today? <laughs> oh, wow, I talk, thought we'd go down to the to Bunnings, get some get some tools. We're going to make all this, this shit out here. We're going to finish this stuff that you've been looking forward to the last month. You promised your kids you'd build that thing. But now, look, look at it. We're going to go do it today. Imagine if it was, yeah, I'm bad. So we're going to make a uh, creme brulee. <laughs> get, on. <laughs> get on with it, mate. Put some shrimp uh, on the barbie. Shit. Well, I guess That's that terrible. kind of ties into medical enhancements because that would be an intelligent medical enhancement. Well, not a medical enhancement, but enhancement to human. human, human to, to, I definitely need enhancement. Enha- enha- Bloody hell, I need an enhancement. enhancement. (laughs) I'm going crazy. Um, So it's an enhancement of of our brain, but there will definitely be like with medical shit, with AI and nanobots, they'll definitely push forward like medical advances and, and, and things that we can't envision yet. Maybe that cybernetic enhancements, which technically chip in the brain is one, but like, Imagine like changing your arm into like a robotic arm. You know what? Like that's cool, but man, I'm I'm looking forward to replacing my knee. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, because yeah. I, as if people have listened to the previous podcast, I had an injury just, oh, oh shit. It's about a year ago. Actually, it was a year ago about, it was last oh, yeah. week, a year we did ago. An opposite, we did an episode on it. That was the second episode. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I essentially came off a jump snowboarding and I, my leg hyperextended and I landed on it and it essentially, it, it got a break um, and I tore my ACL and I kind of messed it up. And then fast forward to now, I find out that I've now got stage three arthritis in my right knee and that I'm probably going to need knee surgery when I'm older. So if when I'm older, I can just be like, hey, doc, I want a super knee. Print me one up. <laughs> super knee. It comes out with it's this like, like protruding. Yeah. <laughs> but like what I envision the future with, with medical stuff is you walk in, put your name down, go into the back room. Like the surgeon, well, the surgery will just be this machine. You just sit down and it goes done and you go you probably need to heal so maybe you go lie down for a bit but like i think again this is probably way 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 further in the future than than i, than I think but it seems not that it seems but that's what i i hope will happen i hope will happen and then i could turn my whole body into like put my legs as like robotic legs little robotic arms you just want to be a cyborg. I do. I, I want. I actually, what what I would change is one of my eyes change that to a cyborg eye. Excuse me, can't hack me. <laughs> I'll do it. No, you're not. You're not an AI. You can't do that. It's not fair. Make my own rules. <laughs> and I guess with with sort of AI and medical enhancement, the more we we bring things online, the more access they'll have to everything. But and. Have you heard of the Internet of Things? You would have heard of it because you're a yeah. you're a Google dude. So, what is the Internet of Things, Ross? Do you know? So, uh, yeah, I actually had it up before. Well, actually, before I read the the actual de definition, my definition was it's like a, a neural network of yeah, it's a neural network of devices that are all interconnected. So that that was my definition, and then the definition on the interwebs pretty much on the interwebs, a really simplified version is a network of internet connected objects able to collect and exchange data. So I actually really like my, my version of that. So a neural, a neurological network. Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted to say. Neurological so it's pretty much again. to me is just bringing physical objects online. Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Maybe and you will be part of the internet of things. I don't think it's referring to me. I'm really, you got my phone. I'm already online. No worries. Just need to connect chip to my brain. We're all good. Yeah, chip. But yeah, internet things. I, I'm, I'm talking about like chairs, your pen, your guitar, your door, your bricks, your... Bricks. This thing. <laughs> everything. Microphone. Everything will be online. But the one thing I heard, I was watching some, I can't remember what it was from, but it's, it's like food will also be part of the internet of things. Can you imagine going to a shop, looking at a mandarin, scanning it, and being able to know where it was grown, what pesticides, if pesticides were used onto it, where it traveled to get to that place. So if it was, if it was grown in Spain, then went to, to China, then went to Australia, you'll know everything that happened to get to that point. 
Um, and it'll just give you so much more information on, on everything. I think that's quite an interesting, interesting uh, use of it. So the Internet of Things will, will, will bring a lot of, of, I think, options for consumers. They, they know more about, about what they're buying. But um, even for, like, companies, it's a lot easier to determine when you need to replace or maintain something if you have the data in there straight away and it's and it's pro- probing you yeah it's uh, probing no, no. <laughs> it's probing probing what's it? Notify- it's, no- <laughs> it's notifying you that something needs to be changed like for example if uh, if the fan in your computer is is uh 10 years old it's and, and, it's, and it's not working properly anymore. and it sends sends a notification through and you can get Does that doesn't need fixed. to be cleaned doesn't need to be cl- uh, swapped over exactly Absolutely. It gives it gives you information, gives gives companies information, gives it gives a lot of information. I think it'll make things more seamless. And imagine, yeah, and you know what? There go. Imagine when robots come into the thing, because then you've got the Internet of Things going like, oh, "This shit's not working," and then the robots are like, "Whoa, I got to go fix that shit," and they go, and they do it without you even realizing. They just go fix it, go get out of there. I was just about to literally imagine if that happens, and then not. Not even just fixing it. Let's say like a light bulb goes out or something in your oven goes out um, and it stops working. Then literally, let's say like Amazon, because I think Amazon's already kind of trying to implement something like that mm. now. Where they want to just get drones if, and stuff. Yeah, That's exactly. Yeah. And then as soon as something is about to die or run out or needs to be swapped or changed, it automatically orders it for you mm. and it gets delivered to your door. Mm. The same we with don't it. have a robot yet, but they're coming. <laughs> How cool would that be? A little robot just comes in just like, and then leaves and then just charges you. And you're like, well, what the hell happened? I didn't even realize it was broken. But that the Amazon's doing that. With, I think you talked about smart houses. Mm, that's it. Yeah? yeah not not yeah. today, but you've talked about smart houses previously. But if you have like a smart fridge and they realize you're like, low on milk you've got like or, or you've got only one egg left it will order them and then it'll get delivered to your door when you'll never have an inconvenience in your life and that's where i think the world is moving towards is creating less convenience more creating convenience. More, more convenience for humans but you know what i think the, the downside to that is humans tend to try and learn from their mistakes so if you never make a mistake when are you going to learn? Well, I think it, well, I think with COVID, especially with this isolation, it's going to promote this kind of stuff even further yeah. where we are going to be isolated a lot more. We're going to, there's a lot more danger in the world now. Right. And, you know, and then, and then it also leads on to sort of, where we're always online now yeah but what happens when virtual reality comes into play and augmented reality comes into play more prominent pro, pro, prominently in our lives predominantly, yeah <laughs> i'm speaking fantastic today You're predominantly good. in our this. lives will we have any reason to leave the house i hate fresh air will you need it <laughs> Will will a virtual reality become more like our reality? I, I think for certain people, they, they, they'll probably be more geared towards VR. 
there will still be a lot of people though, like I suppose you and me who still love going in the outdoors, going for a surf, going for a snowboard, going for a hike or a run, anything like that. But not everyone's like that. And some people really don't like the, the, the idea of socializing with people around them. Don't like the idea of going out because a lot of people suffer from anxiety as well. And if they don't have to go through that physically and just essentially jump into VR or a game, it, it, it's a lot more, um, it's a lot more appealing. Yeah. I think we got to also think about the social and cultural impact because we've experienced being in the real world. But if you've experienced mainly the virtual world, your whole life, like again, you're not leaving the house. You go to school in a virtual world. Let's just let's just say we're in this future. You go to school in a virtual world, then all your social interactions will be virtual. You won't know the difference between reality and not. I, I, I think virtual will be more real than reality in a way. Because everything is kind of blurred. Like everything in your life, like all your social connections, all your experiences, everything would have been online. It wouldn't have, wouldn't have been in the reality. And so that still blows my you mind. won't know if reality is better or not. And, yeah, and who's to say like that in 50 to 100 years, virtual might become just as real at the experience might be just as real as it is in reality. But there's no threat of death which one would you choose uh well in 50 years i'm gonna be about 80 i'm gonna be old man i'm gonna be oh, like fuck I'm yeah i'm gonna be, gonna be 80, 80. So, Jesus. Dude, yeah plug me in i'm done i'll leave my, my 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 body behind i'll stay in virtual unless i become like a fully sick cyborg oh no I... That, 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 <laughs> no well, i i think i i don't want to i i think a natural life is, 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 is good, is natural. Where my body goes, and, and if we have the technology, I would love to go into virtual. I think that would be amazing. But I don't know if I'd want to be physically alive, if that makes sense. What? Say that again. You don't know if you want to be physically alive. Yeah, as in like if, 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 if my body is still healthy, keep me. If, if I've started to deteriorate like physically, and there's no technology to try and keep you alive, which again, I don't know if I want to do that if there was anyway. If my body, if my body isn't ready to, to survive the next few years, by my, my mind is, I would like to take my mind out and put it into VR. Mm. But oh, if my body isn't ready, then I'll, I'm out, tap out, done. Because I've, I've seen it happen where people's minds are still there and their body just starts failing and shutting mm. down. And that, no, nothing I would ever want to experience, and I would not wish that on my worst enemy. Well, you know, with nanobots and medical enhancements, I imagine that it'll be able to fix all that stuff. Super knees. <laughs> super what knees? Super knees. Oh, super knees. <laughs> it's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's an, a knee. Super knee. <laughs> it's a, it's a, what is it? A knee? What the hell is a knee doing with a cape? It's Why do Rouse's you knee. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a, I have a romanticized virtual reality because I, I, I think I used to dream of it as a kid, I think, when I first heard of it and how I dreamed. I dreamed of being like, when I was young, I dreamed of being like Pokemon. Like that used to be like a, like a real thing. 
And I think that one stage will happen, but I've romanticized the idea of it, of what it would be like to be in those situations or situation where you can like have, like do magic and, and fight dragons and, and go on adventures and all that stuff. You romanticize the ideas because all these video games you play, but imagine being able to do that firsthand. But you know what? The the scary thing with that is, would you ever want to go back to real life? Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, it's just... I don't know if I would. Imagine being able to fly. Like, it's just... There's so many possibilities. Imagine being able... Do you remember when we played Halo and we used to, like, create, like, worlds sometimes and then muck around in them? Imagine being able to create your own virtual world. Imagine being able to This is my crib. Well, really, but imagine being able to, like, literally create things you can visualize in your brain and create them in... in, I'm sure it'd be harder than that doing it but imagine if there was a possibility like you why would you want to leave you literally kind of like a god mm, just saying g word around just saying I like it just saying and anyway, i think we should leave it there we've gone on for a long time today and i have, have we to, yeah. yeah it's been about an hour oh um, god what do we even talk about don't even know my face Oh God! Oh, <laughs> oh my God! It's disgusting. See that thing? Oh, oh, oh. Like you, you've got What? You like that voice, didn't you? I think we should end yeah, up with, sure. with some funny voices. Come again. You, you do a funny voice. I'll do a funny voice. All right, let's do it. I think it's time to go. I'm out of here. (laughs) Hey guys, thank you so much for the next, this episode. (laughs) I hope to see you again next week or the week after. Mm. And if you're listening from the future, I hope virtual reality is as amazing as I think it's going to be. So if you are from the future, send me, send me a message. It'd be cool. 